I'm, Herbie Hancock. I'm here. She is here. Somebody set the table. She has arrived. <laughs> she has a roving. She has a roving. <laughs> Please. Is this a secure line, Glenn? What is, no, is this a no. setup? Anybody could be on this line. <laughs> this is not secure. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Welcome to our conversation. So, um, first of all, I miss y'all. Happy to hear everybody's voice right now. This is, this I know. is cool. I know. I miss every one of y'all. And I really do miss being able to do Snap Judgment Live. Me too. Um, I miss the crowds. I miss the you, people. I miss you. the band. I miss you dancing, Glenn. I miss you dancing. I love to <laughs> dance. I don't like I don't get to dance anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. I miss the stage. But more than anything, more than anything, more than the stage is what I really miss is backstage. After a show. After the show. With a bunch of storytelling, like yeah, with y'all, with sitting on with y'all. You missed the turn up. Um, <laughs> right. That's when, especially when it's, when it's, when it's just went really well and you get to go backstage and hopefully there's some drink left. <laughs> yes. And. Floating on that electricity. Yeah. That buzz. And telling stories to each other, clowning each other. Oh, yeah. Um, this is what I want. <laughs> Snap nation to hear all the behind the scenes stuff so this is backstage right now all right with all right. the most amazing storytellers that have ever graced snap live the poet storyteller educator extraordinaire joyce lee hey. joyce is in our <laughs> conversation tonight detroit's own shannon Kaysen is here <laughs> what up though um our <laughs> our former snap judgment storyteller of the year don reed and the man, the man that has his academic papers in order has come down from the mountain. Dr. Raymond Ooh. Christian is here. The good doctor. Hey. <laughs> the doctor. The good doctor is in the house. Doctor, make you feel and all right. The comedian, I think he's in Canada, from Canada, <laughs> in the Canada, from Fresno, lives all over the place. Dino Archie is here as well. I, I have to, I have to add. Everything I say is off the record. Just, <laughs> it will be on the record. Too late for that, but as long man. as I say, yeah, it, I, nah, it's off the. If you say off the record, not you, none of you listeners can hold any of this shit against me. I've done you know. my part. You just gotta say that, right? <laughs> yeah, now, I've done my part. <laughs> we're here. Everybody's got their drink, right? Yes. And every everybody's ready. Got my smoke. We're gonna, we're gonna, and um, and I. Because uh, I'm, I'm going to start, because I get to start, because I'm the starter, or whatever. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Snappers, please understand, this is a grown folks conversation, so you might hear some swears. Last year, we are on tour, right? We had just done a show in Seattle, and we're headed to Portland. And because of some um, some transportation issues in the past, Lord we, Jesus, Lord <laughs> Jesus, we, we decide we're not going to take the airplane anymore. We're taking the train. And with those aforementioned issues, we're not sitting coach, right? We put up the extra so that Dino. Don, Ray, myself, we could all enjoy ourselves in first-class Amtrak Splendor, right? Mm. 
That ain't saying much there, you know what I'm saying? The finest, like the finest seats that Amtrak had to offer, we were going to take them. Yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have some drinks. We're going to enjoy ourselves first class because y'all deserve it. Y'all deserve it. Now, we get on the train, and we've got our little, um, our little uh, printed ticket numbers or whatever. And we get on the train, and then we go find our seats. Four seats facing each other. It's perfect. And there's an older woman, a white lady, sitting there. And she sees me, and she asks me if I can help stow her bag. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, now, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Right? Is that right? Go ahead, go ahead. Now, the, yeah, that's then true. I say, But she actually was too adjusting because other people were putting bags up there, and she wanted her bag next to her. Okay. Like you worked there. I just, like you, I was like, what? Yeah, I didn't want to say nothing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, well, okay. Yeah, you don't work there. Yeah, no, you don't owe her that. <laughs> I don't work, I don't owe anybody anything, but she's an older lady, I say, of course, right? And I'm busy messing with her bag, and I think uh, somebody says, uh, ma'am, I'm sorry, I believe you're sitting in our seats, and I think it's Don who says this to her. Yeah, yeah, I was holding our tickets. I said, these are yeah, our seats. Right, he, Don's got his tickets, and... Don, excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. I think you're sitting in our seats. <laughs> and Don shows her. He's looking at his ticket. He shows her his ticket. And this woman says, well, I'm not moving. <laughs> no, not for you. I'm fine right here. That's okay. So right wait a minute. Here. So this is like a reverse. This is a reverse Rosa Parks. This is Karen Parks. Yeah. <laughs> She's the <laughs> she gonna sit in the seat. This is the Karen Parks of Portland. This is amazing. That's hilarious right there. I'm tired. Y'all funny. And I and I'm thinking, okay, no, um I, I don't my mind's not right, right? I'm not I'm not in the mo I don't realize we're in the middle of one of these moments that we have. I'm still trying to put away her little bag or whatever. And Don's like, no no more, man, these are our seats. I told you I'm not moving. Okay. And Okay. <laughs> okay. So I was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Things are getting clearer. Now we're now we're first class customers. We don't want no problem. We just want to go to Portland, and somebody calls the conductor. The conductor he comes over, and Don again, sir, these appear to be our seats. Shows him the tickets, but this woman has some sort of issue. Now the conductor looks at the tickets, and and we're like, okay, you straighten this mess out. And he said, hey, ma'am, these are the gentlemen's seats. I'll be happy to help you find another seat. What'd she say? There's plenty of other seats. There's plenty of other seats. Just sit wherever. They told me to sit wherever. They told me to sit wherever. And I'm not moving for them, right? You, <laughs> not for them. You know. <laughs> you, you notice, you know, you notice where, notice where Ray and Dino are in this story. <laughs> well, that's the whole Here, deal. They, that's observers. the whole deal, <laughs> right? Ray, the conductor knew, at this point, I knew, she was, says, I knew she was with the smoke. I saw it in her right. eyes. She was nuts. Right. This right. lady was fucking nuts. <laughs> so the conductor turns back and says, "I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do," and he walks off. And at this Damn. point, Dino turns and runs top speed away somewhere. He's gone. Dino's gone. <laughs> he saw the sign. <laughs> and the conductor, but then the conductor, no, the conductor's got something else to say to us. He's like, I'm going to need you to find your seats in order for us to move this train. Right? We got to. Like, those are our seats right there. Those are right there. Right. Right. 
Those are C. And he's looking, you troublesome Negroes need to understand these white folks have places they need to be. Sit your monkey behinds down somewhere. <laughs> now, remember, Glenn, remember that the people around us, other white people were saying, hey, old lady, you need to move. That's clearly right. their seats. And one right. of the white guys right. went and got security. He went and got security. <laughs> security came on. He's looking at the tickets. He's looking at me. He's looking at Glenn. He's like, yeah, this is definitely their seat. She's like, I'm not moving. He said, what do you want me to do? And he walks off. That's that's why I walked off, because I'm like, if the conductor of the train that we're on says, what are you going to do? Then And the security says that there's a pattern here. Also, might I add, Glenn, just real quick, she, you notice how she took our our seats, or one of y'all's seats, and, and then said she discovered the seats. That is so Christopher uh, Columbus. Just, just wanted to put, just wanted uh, to throw that out there. Go, go on, go on. She ahead. discovered it. She discovered the seats we paid for. So, but now all this is going on. Dino takes off. Don is not having it. Don is, no, no, this is unfair. This is not right. And <laughs> this shit, this shit not stand. Uh, Ma'am, you need to get up out of our seats. And she's looking at us. People looking at us. And, looking, and what, we got to move this train. And these Negroes are being pro- problematic. You know, something about to happen. And, <laughs> <laughs> maybe something. It must have been Ray that kind of pushed Don along. We could, man, we got to go before we get that beat down that they got waiting for us. And, <laughs> yeah. and when they push Don Malcolm X toward the dining car and we get there to the dining car and Dino Dino's been there for a while. Dino's having a drink, eating some peaches or whatever. Dino's like, I done seen some things in this life. You know I see what I'm yeah, Dino just walked away. He like, man, I ain't even dealing with it. I got warrants. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, where'd you go? I was, I was, man, where'd you I was, go? A, I was, I was ahead of the game on socially distancing myself. Uh, amen, yeah. brother. Amen. <laughs> is this thing on? And, is, this, well, is this thing working? Uh, well, um, we we get there with Dino. You know, Dino's happy, having some things. We're upset. We finally get to Portland, and we're we're trying to get our bags or whatever, and then. These two white guys, they come back and they're like, they're teary-eyed, they're trembling. And I saw it. I've never seen it before. I saw it right <laughs> that. <laughs> that what I just saw. That was the racism. Your allies that came. was it. Your I allies. saw it. <laughs> how, how old were the white guys, though? They're two? like, you know, 40. They're a couple of, yeah. That's you know, the damn thing. Then they lied. That's not the first time they saw it. It's the first time that they were involved and somebody I, put it on them, too. Well, they saw it they saw up close and personal. And um, and uh, and then we get up, we're getting off the train, and then um, Don saw the woman and he smacked her upside the back of it. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> did he? <laughs> no, he didn't. Did he? No, he did not. I give her a. A dark, dark, um, you know, we already ran away, but I'm going to show you one day type look. I gave her, I gave her a look. I gave her a, a Jim Crow, I don't respect you look. That's what I gave her. Like, uh, <laughs> and you yeah. could tell, she was like, you could feel her like, oh, oh, you don't mean all that. Yes, it does mean all that. I was going to say, she looked you dead in the eye and said, Toby. And you said, Kunta. Yeah, the hell she did. <laughs> 
Hey, man. No, she did. That's what we. Yo, no, that's what we were calling Glenn, though, because he did when he held a adjuster bag. Oh, no. When she asked Glenn, we was like, remember that, Ray? I don't want to hear that boy move my bag for me. You remember that, Ray? Ray remembers. Ray was talking shit to me. Boy, move that bag for us, please. Y'all literally just sat there with with her little cat faced ass and all the way to from one place to another nobody moved her look i was inclined i i i wanted to throw the woman from the train but it was dino that was acting all scared talking about he was nervous and whatnot so we went back you know to the drinking <laughs> car no ray ray throwing smut on ray throwing smut on my name ray hey Ray, you know damn well that's not. I just I seen too much. You you where, was looking all was nervous going. and shit. You was going like I I'm not comfortable with this. Come let's on, go, yes. Let's sure, go to the drinking Ray. car. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I was I was having a mai tai. By the yeah, time y'all yeah. was over here debating about no. this lady and Amtrak Annie, I'm having a mai tai. Uh, uh, drinking, drinking margaritas and talking to senoritas, buddy. He like, I, That's I, what I, I was talking. First class, bitches. I'm still in first <laughs> yeah. class. I'm up. Yeah, I'm up. I was up, man. Listen, I wrote a detailed, and I'm really good at this. I'm really good at complaining to companies. I wrote a detailed, accurate, <laughs> step by step, word by word, detailing the the moments and nuances of the story, including. The fact that had it been the reverse, how quickly would they that's have told right. us we had to move, right? So I'm oh, that at Amtrak, and this is kind of actually a, um, a confession, Amtrak sent us four free tickets. What? Four you free tickets, right? And <laughs> first I think class? I forwarded, yeah, all, all first class again. One of them tickets, uh, mine. I think I wrote uh, Glenn about it, but then... Sadly, what? I forgot about them and they have expired. I'm sorry, fellas. They can take your little coupons and, and shove them right up Karen's behind. Um, <laughs> that was a mess. And again, I, Dino, he did have the best trip. It was a matter of attitude. Um, I didn't know I was playing the time on that one. Um, I didn't realize I, I, I was I was late. I was late to the part. I didn't understand. It's one of those things where you don't understand. I didn't realize like, oh, we're in that moment. She just she she's not confused. You weren't expecting that. You weren't expecting. It happens fast. Yes, man. and those moments happen fast. They do, don't they? See, I learn from other people's mistakes, right? And I watch Glenn. <laughs> so, I, so I don't help old people uh, uh, out. <laughs> I'm sorry, I sound bad. I just don't because yeah, old people don't hey, drip or drown. I say drip or drown. That's what I say. I know, I know. I'm a bad guy. Hey, right. hey, put I'm your, a bad put guy. Whatever. Bag. I had shoulder surgery. That's what I. <laughs> I say I had sho- oh, shoulder yeah. surgery. You know. Go refill your drink, use the restroom, but come right back because the backstage after party is just getting started. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to Snap Judgment, the backstage episode in mid-conversation, and it's about to get turned up. Next up is Dino Archie. Dino, Dino, tell us a story. Well, I'll tell you, this is why I was always a weird kid. Like, I had a weird relationship. I had a complicated relationship with dogs. It started when I was five at Bob's Breakfast, uh, Country Breakfast in Fresno. That's where that's where everybody's family got divorced. When <laughs> in the '80s, right in the '80s, you don't see it coming though. You're just a kid, and you go. We had a family of five, two parents, and you go to Bob's Country Breakfast, and you're ordering, you know, pancakes and waffles and whipped cream. And then they're telling you the band is breaking up. You're crying, syrups everywhere, tears. Mm-hmm. It, it, <laughs> you fuck up. You fuck up breakfast for a kid for a long time, and that's how you find out. It's the truth. And then so my mom, she's a sing, she's a single, uh, uh, a mother of five, and she's working the night shift. Come on, Fresno PD in the dispatch department. Yeah. Your mother's a dispatcher? A, she was. She's dispatching people? Your mom. She was taking calls. Oh. My okay. mom my mom was taking calls. So she got all the 911 calls. And then so that's where she meets my stepdad, this guy named Don. Not Don Reed. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think unless she was in Fresno. Unless you was in Sacramento giving it up. I don't know. Oh, hold on now. I might be old enough to make that happen. What's your mama's name again? Yo. No, no, no. Careful. You have to wait until Mari says that you're not the father for it to count. Just right. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Don Namori. I'm taking Don Namori Povich. That would be wild. And let me tell you right now, I'll be doing that dance after they say you're not the father. I'll be going, oh, oh, what, what? No, I'm not, no, I'm not doing the robot. Y'all, y'all do kind of look alike, actually. Now that you say it, <laughs> yo, that would be the wild. That would be the wildest episode of Maury if a thirty-seven-year-old man. <laughs> was like, but he was already are born. You my, are, you, are you my father? <laughs> what? Yo, so Don was a cop from Selma, which is like a country town. Don looked like, he he would be like a modern version of Danny Glover in The Color Purple. That was the kind of guy he was. And his name was Don, and his kids, he had three kids, and they even called him Don. That's the kind of Isn't guy he daddy? was. Like... No, they said Don, like he was just some nigga they lived with. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like he was a roommate. He was the guy who paid the rent. And, and, Man, and don't that say all was... that daddy stuff, that corny stuff, <laughs> corny daddy stuff. He said, corny yeah, yeah, stuff, like yeah. he coming me with some soft stuff, like dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what is... daddy. Then they got married because in the eighties they don't discuss things with kids. They just say, "Hey, we're doing this," and then we became like, yeah, it became like a, a family of. Now we're a family of 10, man. Like we went like like a black dysfunctional Brady Bunch meets <laughs> wow. Meets gangs wow. of New York. Meets gangs of New York. <laughs> <laughs> Sound pretty fun though. Oh, it was it was fun, but it was like living in in a police holding. Like cuz you know when you get two step families <laughs> and it's two gangs. It's two rival gangs, man. 
you know what I mean? Because wow. you got the oldest on their side, you got the oldest on ours. I had they had a sister, I had a stepsister, Nikki, who was hella athletic. So, you know, we would have to fight each other. You know, we put on like boxing, like Fight Club, and shit. And she kicked my ass. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds fun. It was horrible. I had asthma. I'm getting my ass kicked. Uh, it, it's not a Damn. good time. There is a dog in this story, uh, and yeah. <laughs> so we get we hated each other. We, you know, you know how you have step brother. You make fun of each other. Like I used to pee in the bed. Oh, you Mister Peabody. I'm like, you got held back in the second grade. You're an idiot. You're stupid. <laughs> so we we hated each other, right? And and the only place that was off limits was the pool. Somehow we had a big pool. We were poor four to a room but we had a big pool and that was the only place where it was neutral and all this shit about black people can't swim is racist propaganda uh because we were we were goddamn dolphins man we, right. we were in there synchronized with our moves eight of us yeah <laughs> yeah do the sound <laughs> Break dance routines and water oh get it. oh we was cold you know what i'm talking <laughs> <laughs> it was cold with it. We, it and, and that was our place where we got along um, until until we came home and there was a, a dog back there. My stepdad had just became the first African-American to be on the canine unit. So can we go pet him? And he was like, nah. <laughs> He's like, this ain't, this ain't no, that type him, of dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is not the type of dog you pet. This isn't a petting dog. This is... And his he's his name is Nick, and 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 he Nick he was that's a, a white black dog, German, man. right? That's a white dog. That's a white. Why ain't he on Nick, man? Give him to your stepdad. That make no kind of sense. Can't you can't you picture him like with that high and tight? I'm a like state trooper kind of haircut, <laughs> and 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 he was. You got uh, a bad white cop in your backyard. Yeah. <laughs> They, that's it. That's how I grew up. He said the dog got a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't pet him. Stay away from him. But we got to swim. So that's what we do. And 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 my so my brother was brave. He he Tzell, He he went out first, and he and he stepped out one foot out. Nick broke the chain. Burst through his own gate, like he didn't even jump Dang. over it. He just, just, just smashed through the metal gate. Wow! And and almost bit my brother's fucking ass. He almost bit him and destroyed him. My bro had to triple jump into the pool, like Whoa. like on some Jesse Owens kind of shit. Just boom, boom, <laughs> triple jumps in. <laughs> So he, I mean, for not for nothing, he did. Nick did make us great athletes, but it was always life, life or death, uh, getting into the pool. And so you'd have to run in, and then when you're in, Nick, it would circle the pool, <laughs> like Jesus. like a guy, man. Like he, like you owed him money. It was like it was like 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 uh. Suge Knight walking around, <laughs> walking around, <laughs> looking for Puff Puffy's address and shit, or, or getting in. Don't do that. Now getting right now, getting in was was hard, but getting out was even harder because it's it's slippery. 
Yeah. Mm. You know, and and you can't and you can't slip. And and I slipped once. I walk I get out the pool. I thought I timed it right. I slipped and I said, "Oh shit, it was like some Indiana Jones shit. I had to do a monkey roll and I jump into the door. <laughs> I jump into the door and I close the door <laughs> behind me. And I'm like, my heart is racing. I'm like, oh my god, man, I'm, I'm, shit. The guy almost got me. And now, but I hear him whimpering. His hand was in the door. I had closed his Let hand. Him. Yeah, fuck him. You mean his paw? Hey, yeah, yeah, his paw. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, you're keep, no, your hand's staying right there. And fuck you. You try to, <laughs> if if I open this door, I don't trust you. Wow. And and now. Right, and then he's acting, playing the, the innocent role, and my mom comes in, runs in the room. What the hell's happening? She's never, my mom's the same, man. She's never yelled out. This is the only time she got mad at me. She thought she blamed me. She she was like, "What'd you do?" And I said, "What do you mean?" What I, I'm think I'm I'm seven at the time, but I'm trying to think like, "What do you, this guy's trying to?" If he had a gun, he would have shot me, man. This is a bad cop. Mm-hmm. You can't see. You can't see it though. <laughs> he's every time you're around, he's acting. He's acting like the victim, uh, you know. But see, <laughs> what I didn't, un- what she understood, and I didn't, was that I was actually assaulting a police officer. Ooh. Because the 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 canine cop is a is a cop. Yeah, is an actual cop. You got to file a report if he gets injured. It's like it was wild, man. Uh, we 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 hated this dog, man. <laughs> we we hated each other. How did he get out the door? So she opened it, and then he he scurried off because you know he he was afraid of my mom. I guess um, he respected her. He didn't respect us, and. We hated him as a family. Like, we hated each other, but we really, <laughs> it united us to hate Nick. And the only the only place I could get refuge <laughs> was at school, right? Until uh, career day. So, so career day comes around, and who shows up, right? My stepdad, Don, and Nick. Uh, and all the kids love it because he's... And Nick's acting different there, though. He's acting all behaved and shit and smiling, cooning for the whites. <laughs> That's how you do. <laughs> yeah. Skinning and grinning. Nick trying to keep yeah. his job. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, letting, letting white kids pet him and, and, and doing tricks, doing the Dougie and having a good time and... <laughs> And, and and everybody loved Nick, and I'm like, wow, okay, well, now the girl who like who I liked in school, Valerie, with the cute eyes, she's thinking I'm kind of cool, you know. I live with Nick and my best friend, uh, uh, Mateo. He's like, oh man, this is I didn't know Nick. You live with this guy. This guy's cool, man. I want to spend the night, you know. So I was I was like, all right, cool. And and then my stepdad is, starts telling the school, oh yeah, Nick Nick is an attack dog. Do you guys want to see what he does? Right? <laughs> you you know where this is going in there. They're like, he yeah. And, and it, right? Yeah. Oh, he goes, he goes, you guys want to see him attack Dino? And they go, yeah. No. Oh, them kids wanted blood, man. They're like, it was like a Simpsons episode. Like you saw 
the fangs in their teeth and they're all double fist chanting like kill him kill him get, get Dino and I and you guys I, want to see what he does yeah Yo, they were monsters, man. The kids are the worst. So, but this is back in the day when you could bully each other with, with, without repercussions. So, <laughs> it, it was a different. It was a different time. <laughs> it was the '80s, man. It was the '80s. Bullying and, and, was okay at that time. And so, I'm in the middle of this field with this cast on me. The whole school is is cheering for my demise. Knitting. <laughs> Uh, uh, Don, Don and Nick are about 50, maybe a hundred yards away from me, and then I see Don and he and I see Nick and he kind of like smiled like ah I finally get to eat this little nigga and and <laughs> and I and I was like this is dope. how did I end up in this this is the worst position I end up in in life life's not fair and the world is cruel and the, and to make it worse. Nick only took instructions in um, German, so he sounded hella racist. Oh. <laughs> he sounded the what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he yelled out a German command, and he goes Heinz and Fines, and then the and then Nick <laughs> made it to me. It, Nick makes it to me. <laughs> in like point like point two nine two nine seconds or something, and he's on that cast and he's spinning me around like a tornado, and Whoa. he's just like ripping me this way that I'm spinning around I'm pissing everywhere <laughs> I'm pissing oh, no. myself I'm I'm crying I'm, everybody's cheering everyone's having a great time. It felt like it lasted forever, and then he calls oh, Nick off. Nick runs off. Everybody's like, "Yeah, you know, they got their their spill of blood. They got their taste of blood." And 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 now, yeah, school's ruined for me. Now I'm like, "Oh man, life really sucks." And and I go back to school. People are making fun of me and shit. You know, the girl Valerie won't look at me in my eyes. She doesn't respect me. Oh no, anymore. Oh you no. Know? <laughs> people are like, right. People were like, Dino was crying like a little bitch. No, because <laughs> it was the '80s. You could do whatever you wanted. So they, <laughs> I, it, it, it was the worst. But my boy, my boy Matt, he still, he he was my friend. He said, "Hey man, I, I want to spend the night, man." And and so he comes over. Spends the night in, and we night swim. My parents worked at night, and so we're we're night swimming. But I guess Don had the night off or something. He sleep. Nick is in the back. I didn't tell I didn't tell uh, Matt Mateo about the process of getting in our pool and getting out of our pool because oh, he didn't. No. <laughs> right, I forgot. I thought everybody had a cop in their a bad cop in their backyard. That they that oh, they no. life was always on the line and they treated you like you fit the description. Um, <laughs> he treat Nick treated us like we were breaking into the house every time we came home. Like he never seen wow. us before. Like we were always we were always a a new guy. And so we jump in and then we sprint out. But I left my boy. Matt behind. He's in the middle, dripper drown, and now he's in the middle of the pool at night. <laughs> We're like, damn, man. hey, you gotta, you gotta time it right, man. He was in there for two hours, man, freezing, and I'm yelling from the window, wow. 
Go now. Go now. Nick is asleep. I'll distract him. Run. (laughs) Run. Run. He never. He never spent the night. He never spent the night again. And and so, (laughs) Nick, yeah, Nick is ruining people's lives, man. We're like, we got to get rid of this guy, man. He's a bad cop, you know, but. Like Michael Colleone and The Godfather, we were having those conversations, and and it was too, it was too hot. That's nobody. It's too hot, man. We no one wanted to touch that. Uh, and then I'm just like, this is just gonna be my life for however long. And I come home, and the energy's different, man. It was like, I, and my mom comes up to us, and she goes, "Hey, uh, Nick, you was chasing somebody or something? Probably trying to sniff down drugs on them or plant some drugs on them." He he jumped the fence, and uh, she goes. He got hit by a car, and he didn't make it. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, he didn't make it. He died, and Ooh. and Don was hella sad. Uh, um, and and we were sorry. We felt sad for him, but boy, did we celebrate. <laughs> exactly. You live by the you live by the sword. You die by it, nigga. <laughs> Yo, this, yo, that sounds bad, but that sounds horrible. But boy, did we swim the night away. We, we, we were doing the, we were backstroking. We were having a great, I know, man, we had a great time in his honor. Brady Bunch liberated. Yeah, liberation. Yeah, we, we, we got to walk in and test the water. You know, uh, it was all good. But then when it was time to get out, I still sprinted back to my room, you know, just in case. The ghost. You know what I'm saying? The ghost. Right. Old habits die hard. Old habits die hard. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Wow. Crazy. That's a story. (laughs) That's a hell of a story. Thank you very much, Dino. Thank you for that story. I hope um, you know that uh, wherever he is now, <laughs> that he's taking a nah. bite out of crime. That, like, that dog, that uh, dog is racist. Right. Uh, <laughs> the only thing so, worse than it. So Dina, 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 what happens? What happens to you now if you see a dog? You know that that's a, a good question, man. I I was like I did I uh, up until three years ago I wasn't really comfortable around any bit of uh, 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 unleashed dog. Not like little ones. I'm not like a complete you know you punk, punk or something. Brother. But any dog where, but anyone off the when any time an owner you see them wrap the leash around they they <laughs> their hand a few times. Where they're like, oh, this, yeah, it's like, come on, man, that dog's too aggressive. That's, That's crazy. But I did acid yeah. one night in Toronto three years ago, and we walked through a night walk through the forest and through the city, and I came upon a dog, had a great conversation, connected. Was it a real dog? This motherfucker was talking about What do you mean, Mr. conversation? It was a dog. How do you have a conversation in with a dog? Woods. Yeah, yeah you, you don't know yeah. what she was talking to. Right, like, oh, this, she was talking to a bush. Yeah. Well, hey, perhaps, perhaps I was on I was on acid, but 
but you're yeah. probably right. Yeah. But but it, it it helped me see dogs in a different way, and so now <laughs> I actually warmed up to. Uh, I love dog. I like. I'll pet a dog if it's consensual. Now, that's that's where I'm. You at. know what? And, and <laughs> well, and white folks always are like, "Yo, why are you afraid of dogs?" And it's like you got a million cop dogs who've attacked a million of my ancestors in a million different kind of ways. Come and on. you're asking me why I'm afraid of dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you afraid, Joyce? Are you afraid? Oh, no, no. I used to be, but you know, my my David had a dog and I got really close to to his dog and I trained the dog, but I trained it for other people. Like I trained it so that if anybody raised their hand that the dog would sit down because I know there are other people who are afraid of dogs. Mm. Right on. Don't go anywhere, because in just a moment, Shannon Kaysen takes us back to 1980s Detroit City when Snap Judgment, the backstage episode continues. Stay tuned. Snap Judgment, the backstage episode. My name is Ben Washington, and today, if you're just joining us, we're doing something special. Some of the greatest storytellers in all the land are kicking it. Unscripted, unrehearsed, raw, no holds barred. There may even be some foul language and violence, particularly racial violence, but do not worry. This ain't one of those stories. When last we left, Dino, had just finished telling the story of one bad canine cop, and now Shannon Kaysen breaks it down. Snap judgment. Yeah, yeah, I got a, I got an eighties, eighties tale too, you know. And listening to Dino's story, they had pools. They had, you know, you grew up with a man. That's big time. You grew up with a pool. That must mean you got sun in Detroit. In Detroit, we had we we get a little sun, but then we get a lot of snow. You know what I'm saying? Like winters right. are cold. It's a lot of lot of snow, and if it snowed, I always had to shovel two houses. My grandma Mary's house where I live with my mom, my sister, and my aunt, and then my grandma Kaysen's house too. She lived about a 15 minute walk from where we live. You know. But we used to out here, you know, I, I'm lying because <laughs> you never really used to it. But you you deal with it like you deal with everything in Detroit. Man. It's, it's normal. So one day I'm finishing shoveling my grandma Mary's house where I live. And I'm headed to my grandma Kaysen's house, the 15 minute walk. And I had my Sony Walkman. I had a fresh pack of AA batteries. I had about seven or 10 cassette tapes. Big Daddy Kane, hey. Eric B and Rakim. Yep. Bags of chips in my pocket, pop magazines, all packed in my triple fat goose coat. You know, I love pockets. I, I even wear cargo <laughs> pants now all the time because I like pockets, you know. So I'm walking down my block to get to this long street to walk to my, to my grandma's house, to walk a few miles to my grandma's house. 
and I'm listening to Boogie Down Productions. You know, let us begin. What, where, why, or when? We'll all be explained. You know, you know what I'm talking about. As soon as I round the corner, this beat-up box Chevy pulls up on the sidewalk where I was walking, cutting off my path. The passenger of the car jumps out with a gun in their hand. I saw it was a woman. She was wearing these baggy clothes and a red bandana around her head. And I'm thinking I'm getting robbed. And it's, it's natural just to, like, throw up your hands and say, don't shoot. That's just like a natural response to somebody jumping out at you, pulling a gun on you. And uh, the man in the driver's seat, he came around the car. He was tall, baggy clothes too, skull cap. And he walks over and he rips off my headphones, reaches inside my coat for my Sony Walkman, pulls it out, throws it in the snow. Wow. And then he was checking my pockets. And I didn't feel like this was like an average everyday stick up though. You know, stealing from a 12-year-old kid walking down the street. It was the way that the lady was holding the gun, the way they were moving. They looked like they were they they had on costumes kind of. Actually, they looked like a like a whack rap group, you know, like a corporation <laughs> had put together or something. They looked like they had guns, so it was still respect, but they they looked whack. They didn't look like they would really wear those clothes in regular life, you know. And I I was mostly looking at the lady because she had the gun pointed at me. And I remember thinking in my 12 year old head, the craziest thought come to your head when you're that young and that many hormones in you. I was thinking, she's cute. I was kind (laughs) of looking at her. (laughs) She kind of looked like a bootleg MC light in a way. And that's when he realized he likes strong women, ladies and gentlemen. You called it. You know, she she looked like a like MC Light. I thought, you know, she was kind of cute in her little hip hop clothes, like a fly girl from from In Living Color, and uh, with a gun pointed at me. Wow. And the man was patting <laughs> down my coat, down to my legs, and he reached in my coat, pulled out my EPMD cassette, oh. threw it in the snow, uh, reached in again, pulled out my Slick Rick, my three times dope, my King T, threw them in the snow. Again, with my audio too, too short, biz marquee, bag of chips, uh, WWF, wrestling magazine, deodorant. This is all stuff that I would for? carry on me. Threw it all in the snow. That 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 would have hurt my feelings. Is that more than the gun being pointed in my face? It's like, why are you throwing? Why are you throwing my oh, most my beloved in possessions the in the snow? Oh, like my thought would have been in like, yo, do I have gloves to pick these these joints up? Like, <laughs> my hands, my hands still up. So, so the dude, the guy, he looked back to the lady and he shook his head, and she said, "Damn, why you got all this shit in your pockets, man? We thought you had a gun." Wow. She said, "We thought you had a gun." <laughs> And he got back in the car, pulled off the sidewalk, drove away. I'm standing there, breathing hard, cold, in the snow, with my cassette tapes, headphones, Sony Walkman, all my stuff scattered around me. And they were gone. No sorry, no sense of oops, my bad, no help picking up all my shit, just gone, <laughs> left. Crazy. <laughs> So I pick up my stuff wet, made sure my Walkman still worked. It did. 
I couldn't tell my grandma Kason what happened. I couldn't tell my grandma Mary. I couldn't tell my mom, my sister, my Why? aunt. I ain't want to scare the women in my house. I ain't want to scare all these people in my house and had them put more restrictions on me mm. than they were already trying to put on me. Mm. All the women in my house were were always worried for me anyway going outside of the house. Right. It was just one more of those things that I had to carry. So I put my headphones back on, hit play, pumped up the volume, and just kept it moving. What's crazy about that, man, is is how we normalize the shit that's not normal. Mm. Yeah. Because I didn't grow up in the hood. I did have a pool, as, as you've stated. <laughs> which, which is... But I, yeah. had, a, I had a bad cop. I had a bad problems. cop. Yeah, life's getting... <laughs> hey, there's still real ones on this side. Do not get it twisted. I had a cop in my backyard, but that that... That kind of thing where you step outside to go, uh, uh, you know, get, uh, clear the snow out, that that becomes normal. How 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 long or when do you realize that that's not normal? Maybe that's the question. Yeah, and it take it it takes so long too because these stories, like these things that happen, like you bring up something like this, and this is something simple in my head. It's simple, but it may be something nothing, big yeah. to, and then later on you think of it as big, or you and your friends. Like I wouldn't tell any of my parents, but I laugh about it with my friends. We would laugh about life and death things. You know, hey, me remember when they they were shooting at us when we was running. You know, those kind of things would be funny. And you laugh about it, man. That that cop beat you and hit you in the head. You know, you laugh about stuff. But I think it was a like a, you know, protection for you. You laugh about some of the most horrible things. You know, growing up, I I even hung out with my cousin the other day, and we were sitting there laughing about some horrific stuff (laughs) that we had did and you know had been done to us. But you laugh about it. Yeah, but there's there's that that's that's culture. Laugh about it because there's there's always been like. There's always been laughter of horror of uh, of horrible situations mm. to get through. Like, even I, I used to read like a lot of slave narratives and stuff, and I read a narrative of uh, mm. of like always a comedian in a cotton field. There's always somebody to make you laugh just to keep you going. Mm. Mm. Yeah, can you imagine that? Yeah. That probably like was that. something. Definitely. It probably was. It was probably some jokes out of this world in the in the cotton till field and on the plantation exactly. this yeah. is where we get our comedians it's like okay i need you to voice what i've been through but make me get through it yeah yeah my grandfather told me that his grandfather told him that who was a slave that the the wildest funniest nights were secret nights out in the barn over some oh corn liquor God. Oh my God! Impersonations of master. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, doing exactly. his, doing his voice and trying to act exactly. like him, and, and, and Mama in the house, and like making, doing impersonations oh. of them. Oh. This guy could mimic oh. the master oh. and the, um, the slave hands and those people, and that was some of their biggest fucking laughs. You 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 saw hmm. that that uh, that meme where it said they didn't take. They didn't just take they didn't take slaves from Africa. They took scientists. That's right. And 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 mathematicians and artists and comedians. And 
they were not new. There was Dave Chappelle in the field and, and Richard, like you said, and 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 I would love to be in those mm-hmm. nights where because the most comedy comes from the most pain, and that is one of the most painful uh, uh, parts of our history. But the beauty out of it in the comedy would be oh brilliant to to have some of those riff sessions recorded of 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 them getting on massa and talking shit amongst each other. And, uh, and, and what and yeah, what that, white, and what a lot of white America doesn't white North America doesn't understand is that they need us to laugh. They need it. Yes. Because when when there's no laughter, it's all yeah. bad. It's all revolt from here. Yeah, yes. you're right. You're right. So the thing is, it's like laughter is saving all of us. <laughs> it's saving it's saving everybody right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You've heard the voices of Shannon Kaysen, Dino Archie, Dr. Raymond Christian, Joyce Lee, and Don Reed. It is so good speaking to y'all again. I can't wait till we can hit the road once all this craziness is behind us. The sound production for this piece was by Mark Ristich and Pat Masini Miller. It was produced by Nika Singh. miss even a moment subscribe to the amazing snap judgment podcast get it and know this snap judgment studios the shop is open for business go to snapjudgment.org slash shop right now get yourself some snap stuff let the world know you snap snapjudgment.org slash shop and if you like stories from the dark side know that halloween has already arrived season five of spooked is risen and available on luminarypodcast.com amazing stories from the dark side be afraid snap is brought to you by the team that never grabs all those shampoo bottles and sticks them in their luggage everyone except for the uber producer mr mark ristich pat Massini miller anna sussman renzo gorio john facile sheena sheely Marissa Dodge, Nika Singh, Teo Decott, Flo Wiley, Nancy Lopez, and Regina Bediaco. Well, this is not the news. No way is this news. In fact, you get bitten in the behind by a dog with a mug as you run for your life from your own swimming pool, and you would still, still not be as far away from the news as this is. But this is 